0: You guys are super cute, and somehow I knew what Emma looked like, but Finn, I have never seen your face, and you are quite handsome, I must say.
1: Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy.
2: However, everyone approaches this a little different, and at its core, our show is about hearing and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it's important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own. It's also
1: important to remember that we aren't doctors or therapists, and that we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on
2: this show. One final thing that we need to let you know about is that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. So if that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you just keep listening until it no longer does. However, if you're under the age of eighteen, you should probably stop listening or gather up your parents and listen as a family. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to episode sixty-two.
2: We're we're officially one year old.
1: I know. We're Finn and Emma. And... You're one
2: year older than me.
1: No, I'm not.
2: Well, more or less. No, I'm
1: not. I'm you're, six months.
2: You're 32, and I'm 31.
1: I'm six months older than you.
2: So anyway, welcome... We go
1: around and around about this it's all the time. nothing
2: to be ashamed of. I love the coup I'm not
1: ashamed. I'm just saying. Don't call me... I'm not over a year older than you.
2: So this week, we have an interview, as we do. Yep. With Brockhard and Jamie. <laughs> Laugh every time you say that. Yes,
1: Brock and Jamie, super awesome couple, reached out to us from Instagram.
2: And this story is Uh, this is crazy. So this
1: it's a wild story.
2: And I think, yeah, I think these two are pretty amazing for opening up and sharing this with us. It was a a wild journey, and they both really learned a lot. And I think have I don't know they're in an amazing place, and it's and it's really fun to see the transition from not being non-monogamous to being non-monogamous, but the way that they did it. Yeah,
1: it's (laughs) It's a great story.
2: So thank you to them for sharing it. And yeah, thank you for tuning in this Mm -hmm. week. We have one thing that we want to mention. We are going to be live in person at Atlanta Poly Weekend. Atlanta Poly Weekend. It's like an echo in here.
1: I know. June June. 7th to 9th. Yes, that's
2: correct. Yeah. So come see us down there. You don't have to be Polly to go no. or like weekends, but we will be there.
1: <laughs> or like weekends. What does that have to do with I'm it? I'm just saying. It's an option. Uh,
2: stretch it. You're stretching a little bit there. Yep. So we'll be there for that. And we mentioned last week, I mentioned last week, that there's some, some big exciting changes for the show this year. We can't tell you all of them. <laughs> but what there's, I will okay, say... wait, wait, wait. Don't...
1: There's not any major changes. Let's no, there's that.
2: still going to be interviews. Yes.
1: And it's going to be every Wednesday.
2: It is going to be every Wednesday. But while you were listening to Taylor and Ryan's episode last week, we were on an airplane flying home yes. to the United States yes. from South America. So we are now... Well, we aren't physically in the U.S. because we're recording this on... March 31st, March 31st, because (laughs) we had to. But when you hear this, we are in the United States. Yes. And it's kind of crazy to think about. And so, yeah, being back in the U.S., we are planning to do a lot more traveling. And within that travel, we are planning to meet a lot more of the listeners. And so we're hoping to do some meet and greets, around the U.S. for everybody who wants to come we're and We're not eat.
1: hoping to. We're planning to. Oh,
2: <laughs> I see how it is.
1: <laughs> yes, we're planning to do some meet and greets. We're just not sure, of course, when and where yet, but we will are in the works, I guess, that those are in the works, and we the, will figure it out.
2: Yep. Yeah. So we'll jump over to the interview here with Brock Hard and Jamie. But real quick, Uh, Go back and when you're done with this one, listen to episode 53 with hashtag open and episode 58 with Polyfinder. Yes. Two kick-ass apps that are new and two small startups that are trying to get some users. So listen to those and go sign up uh, in the app stores for those. Yeah, we're really excited about both of those apps and hope that you
1: all check them out. We will be too now that we're back in the States.
2: Yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. And again, neither of them are paid supporters of the show they are just friends of the show also but while you're while i was just going to say if you're on there meeting people you should probably be getting tested for stis the best way to do that is stdcheck.com and you know there's links in the show notes and you can save ten dollars
1: and our resources page
2: normalizingnonmonogamy.com we're falling apart yes we are we need to just go wait i just wanted to
1: mention Uh you don't have to be in the states to use those apps. No, you can be global, around the world. Global. It's just Finn and I have been traveling without much internet lately. So that's why we have to wait till we they get to the They definitely work
2: better with internet. Yes. So we're done. We're gonna Rambling. get our sh- let's get our shit together. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah, this
1: was a rough one.
2: It's not stopping. What happened? That was
1: not our best.
2: Well welcome Brock and Jamie to the podcast. Thank you for reaching out via Instagram. Instagram. You're ten percent of our Instagram followers, so we appreciate I was just to say, that. If
1: anyone doesn't know, we have an Instagram now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for that, and thank you for coming on the show. It sounds thank like, yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like you have a bit of an unconventional start to your journey. But maybe before we go there, just introduce yourself so people know who they're listening to.
0: So I'm Jamie. I'm 46, and uh, we've been active in the lifestyle for about three, three and a half years.
3: And I'm Brock, and I'm 50, and she said the rest.
2: <laughs> and no,
3: no kids. No kids. No kids. Uh, just a, a couple, three fur babies, two cats, and a
2: and a dog. Very good. Yeah. And so, lifestyle. So you would primarily say swinging, or have you gone between? Swinging and poly, or I guess, what does it look like?
3: I will let her answer.
0: <laughs> it's a little bit of both, and not. It wasn't planned. The way we got started was for my birthday. He kept asking me what I wanted for my birthday, and I kept saying, "I want a girl." Like, I want a, I want a girl. I've never been with a girl. That's what I want. He goes, I, you know, he so he was very concerned about the ramifications it would have on a relationship and if there would be jealousy. And, um, this isn't the first time I brought it up over the years. I brought it up several times with him. Like we'd be on vacation sitting at a resort somewhere and be like, Ooh, what do you think about her? Let's take her back. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and how, and how he, long have you been together? Not just, sorry to interrupt.
3: Uh, we've been together 19 years. It's a long-term relationship. Married for 18 okay. and together for 19. Yes.
2: And so for how many of those years was was Jamie hitting on or trying to hit on women?
3: I would um, say probably... My entire life. Well, <laughs> with, us, with us probably in the last eight or nine years.
0: Yeah, okay. probably. I've been more vocal about it in the last eight or nine years.
2: Okay. Sorry to interrupt your story. No, well, that's, that's fine.
0: okay. Um, and I, it took me that long to kind of start opening up to him. I had a previous marriage where... Um, I brought it up. We were in college and he immediately shunned it and shunned me and just made me feel like a really horrible person for even considering opening up the marriage. So needless to say, I was really reluctant to bring it up. So I I spent many years hinting and, and asking, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Thinking it might prompt him to ask me some more questions and so, yeah, there was a lot of time hinting, and then finally I kind of got the courage to just say, this is what I want, and we had a little, like, a, probably three or four serious discussions about it, and his main concern is that it would really kind of have a negative impact on our relationship, and um, I didn't think that it would, at least for me, I, I've never been a jealous person, so I wasn't sure if, if he was thinking he might get jealous But I thought, you know, at the end of the day, what guy doesn't want to be with two women? Like,
2: isn't that all (laughs) men? Right, and so the the original proposal was just to introduce a a second woman into the relationship.
0: Yeah, just a one-time thing, just so I could kind of explore it and see if I was really interested in that, or if that was just, you know, a fantasy I wanted to fulfill, or whatever, and...
1: And Brock, on your end, you were just nervous that that might disrupt your whole relationship the way you had it.
3: Yeah, I was a little concerned because uh, at that time, think, I, I mean, at that time, I thought things were really, really good. And I just, I, I guess I didn't want to upset the apple cart. It had never crossed my mind that it was a possibility. Um, the, the more, but the more, but no, but it wasn't one, it wasn't something that I thought when you got married, that was a possibility. It just wasn't in my realm of thought. Um, but the more and more you talked about it, it interested me more and more, and the fact that I could tell that, in her part, there was going to be no issues. So I did entertain it. That's why we led to a further discussion about it that mm-hmm. this could be something we wanted to do. So we did decide that we were going to go and try. We had no idea where this, how you could make this happen, what you could do. The thought was to go to a bar, or casino, and just try to see if there was somebody that we could talk to
2: and,
0: and maybe see what we happened. Made it to,
2: just yeah. start asking around if, if women were looking for us recently.
3: Yeah, we were really, really ignorant to the fact of what was out there. I mean, right. I was. She may have known more. I don't know. No,
2: I was
0: I was the same. So this is kind of where it takes a different turn. Um, because I wanted to know more. Um, I started Googling, like, swinging, polyamory. I just wanted to know more about it. What were the different avenues for meeting people, if there were any different forums? Um, So I went on one of the websites, and I wasn't looking for a couple. I was strictly looking for a girl with a beautiful pussy. And, <laughs> it, to be blunt, aren't
2: we all? Doesn't... Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and honestly, I didn't even really like look at the face pictures. I was just looking for a beautiful pussy, and so I found one. And I see he's in his underwear too. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
3: And a
2: good so, brand as well. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to, to <laughs> unplug the refrigerator. I didn't. I thought I could do it without you seeing.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> You're in your underwear. <laughs> hey, <it's> nice.
2: <laughs> All right, I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. So, um, I I found this this. It was a couple, but I was really drawn to her. Their profile was an attractive profile, not in the photos. Um, like I said, I wasn't too interested in the photos, but just in what I was reading about them and well, and of course the pretty pussy, <laughs> but um, so I, I messaged them and the guy half responded right away. And I just said, you know, this is what I'm looking for. My birthday's coming up in, a, in like another month. And I really want to try a threesome or at least girl on girl. And he said, my wife would totally be down for that. And I, said, here's the kicker. Um, I'm going to surprise my husband with it. Do you think that that would be okay? And he said, yeah, he's, he's totally fine with that. And he said, oh, look, I'm totally comfortable sitting out and letting the three of you play or the two of you, however you guys want it to work out. Yep, I'm down for whatever you guys want. So between him and I, um, because it was I was keeping it a secret or a surprise, secret slash surprise uh, for Brock, um, he decided he would do the same thing with his wife and we would kind of get it all set up and kind of just make it the sexy scenario where we would kind of cross paths and meet. And um, I don't know what I was thinking,
2: but I'm going to say this doesn't sound like a recipe for success, but I'm, but I'm very intrigued. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I know. Right. And Brock, so, you had no idea,
1: right?
2: I had no clue.
0: So he was under the impression that we were, there was a casino and a hotel, about an hour from where we lived. So we were going to go there, get some dinner, have some drinks, uh, maybe gamble a little bit and maybe try and find a cute girl in the casino or something is kind of what he was thinking. He didn't know that I had prearranged this whole thing. And and so the four of us got to the hotel. They had checked in first and sort of coincidentally, we were sharing a suite with with strangers, which – yeah, not a recipe for success at all. There
3: was a red flag in my head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so it you would, were yeah. sharing? You were sharing? You didn't get your own room?
0: No, we got a we got a really nice suite.
3: Double suite with like a, a middle area that was like sunken with couches on both sides and same basically a
2: dual just within yeah, one yeah. suite. And I got, How do you explain that away? Like, oh, they, they were they were out of rooms. We just had to buddy up with these guys. Right <laughs> no yeah, right? So, um, this girl and I
0: coincidentally worked for the same medical company. So, and you know, there's like a buy and sell that our our medical company had on the website. And I just told Rob that I got these tickets for a casino night and a slash a casino hotel night that I bought off of my work website. And he had said the same thing that he was on there and he had, he'd gotten the tickets the same way. And then we kind of pretended like we didn't realize we were going to be sharing a room. So it was like, Oh, Oh, there's people in the room. And then, and then they were like, they knew that they were going to be sharing a room. Like, I don't know. I don't remember how he explained it to her, but they were under the impression that the couple that they originally were supposed to bunk with um, had bailed and they gave their tickets to friends. And so in a very convoluted way, him and I had had it worked out where we thought it was a like a solid, solid gig. Yeah,
2: no, it sounds bulletproof. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so she went in to check in, which she never, ever does, because she hates handling that kind of stuff. So then I, I she said, I want to go. Check. I said, OK, that's fine. I'm in the vehicle. I said,
0: you wait in the car. I'll go check.
3: <laughs> she took back out, and <laughs> she goes, we're checked. I said, we're checked in. She says, yeah, we're all checked in. She goes, but sharing a room.
0: I said, they mentioned something about the other party has of, already yeah, arrived. the other couple
3: has arrived. And I'm
0: like, and I don't know what that means exactly.
3: <laughs> so it was very curious in my head. And so we, we take the elevator up, and we're approaching the door. And I said, so what's the protocol here? Because if if, if they kind of like these people, do we have an out? And Are you willing? And I, she said, yeah, if there's an issue, then we can get another room. We can go home. Like, we can just bail on the whole thing. So that was when we were walking up at the door. Because as we walked through the door, I could hear people inside. And I was like, this is curious. At
0: the- And I said, you go in first, check it out, make sure <laughs> they aren't crazy people. And then if they look okay, just kind of look at me and I'll come in behind you. Still, Otherwise, I wasn't going to come in the room.
3: Still, none of it was getting to that aspect of what this was really about. But Well, I was,
1: you had no idea, right? Uh,
3: yeah. Most people <laughs> no, don't. No, I didn't. I was just concerned about that part of it at that point in time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, most, most people don't default to, oh, I bet she set up a threesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? I, it would make it so much easier if they did. Uh, so he walked in. He's like, yeah, they look like cool enough people. They were already, like, mixing drinks for themselves. Um, They're a little bit younger than us. And we chatted a bit. I had never met his wife. and
3: I had never met both. he never <laughs>
0: met <him. laughs> Oddly enough, we hit it off really well. And her and I had a ton of stuff in common. So right away, it was like such a weight lifted because he kept saying, oh, don't worry. Everybody loves my wife. You're going to love her too. And and so I was relieved that, that we all got along so well. So we had a couple drinks, chatted for a while, and then said, hey, let's go grab dinner. There was a nice restaurant right in the casino. So we got cleaned up, went up to dinner and then we went down to the casino after and um he was teaching us how to play roulette, roulette. and cuz normally we'd like to play 21 and Mother
3: his wife was blackjack
0: blackjack <laughs> yeah <laughs> so his
3: 21's the home game
0: <laughs> so um his wife really liked to play blackjack but she didn't really know how so said why don't you take her and show her how to play blackjack i didn't know how to play roulette so i hung with the husband half and he kind of showed me how to play roulette it's really not that hard you pick some numbers throw the ball in the thing <laughs> <laughs> but so we separated for like we
1: were like a table apart so we weren't i mean we were right next to each other basically but i and think we we're Brock, you still had no clue at this point nothing
2: nothing whatsoever. but this was the, your first soft swap by the way <laughs> I wouldn't call it a soft swap. <laughs>
1: no,
2: no, just the the swapping the swapping of tables. Yes, was...
3: yes, true, true. We'll we'll get to the
0: other yeah. part later. So um, then we all go back to the roulette table and and or blackjack. We were kind of bouncing around all night and having more drinks and laughing. We were all having a really good time.
3: Uh, um, there was a, a quite a bit of tequila consumed as well.
0: Yeah, we're kind of partial to the tequila. Yeah. So at one point, I mean, a few hours into the night, we're like, Hey, why are we spending money on drinks? Let's go up to the room. We have a ton of liquor up there. We can go up and drink and make some snacks and, and chat a bit more. And so up the elevator, we went kind of, you know, giggling. I was giggling the whole way and, and kind of giddy. And, you know, I think he was kind of like, you know, doing the kind of arm tug, like what's, what's going on. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) So we (laughs) we get back up to the room and, and, Um, I do need to let you know this couple, too, was this wasn't their first review. They were advanced in the swinging department, which probably wouldn't have been my first choice. Hindsight, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we got up there, had some drinks, and this other man knew that it was only supposed to be girl and girl. Well, that afternoon, he messaged me at work and said, "Uh, Michelle has a visitor today. So
2: being um, a monthly visitor. Yeah.
0: yeah. So (laughs) the girl on girl action was not going to happen like we had planned. So we thought, well, we'll just, whatever, we'll make the most of it. We'll have, have a good time and, and get to know you. And then, you know, maybe it can happen at a later date. So we were going back up to the room and, and had some drinks and I asked her if I could kiss her and she said, yeah. And we kissed a little bit and then you know, I went back over and sat by Brock, and we were talking about odd sex and all sorts of... I mean, I'm a very open open person. Like, you pretty much can talk about anything with me. And,
2: well, and I, was, then, I was curious, though. Like, at this point, Brock, I mean, I guess maybe we have different wives, but if I was in a hotel room and my wife asked to kiss another girl, I would be perplexed. Well, not not Especially uh, at, at, at the beginning.
3: I was perplexed, but there you'll... Figure out soon <laughs> how I to <fit> my tune. <laughs>
0: so, so we started sharing some, you know, some fun photos on our phones of each other, and oh, look at this one! Oh, this is real. This is us doing this, and and one thing led to another, and somebody pulled it out.
3: I pretty much uh, made a decision that it, this was apparently her birthday present because that's what she'd been asking for for some time, and I figured out well. If we're going to have some fun, let's have some fun. So I was the first one that let everything out.
2: Wow. Big... This, this story yeah. is full of twists. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he let the big boy out to come play, and I started blowing him a little bit and and having a good time. And I can't remember at that point, was she, were they doing the same thing? I think they were doing I the same think... thing. So at
3: that point, it was a soft, it was just a was even a swap. It was. Yeah. We were
0: just kind of playing in the same room. Same room. And then um, her and I started kissing a bit more. I went over. They were sitting on the couch. So I went over and sat between her and her husband and kissed her a little bit. And and she's like, holy crap, your husband has a beautiful cock. And I said, would you like to suck on it? And she said, yeah, as long as he's okay with that. And we kind of both looked at him. And he was like, yeah, go
1: ahead. Already started fire,
3: so.
0: <laughs>
1: so then... And at this point, Brock, you still had no idea that these were people that were in the lifestyle or anything like that. I
3: had no idea they were in the lifestyle, but I, in the back of my mind, I was suspicious about the entire night at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but again, there was enough, ego, right? but, uh, whatever was in front of me that made it easier to
2: move forward. Yeah, And, and two women wanting to go down on you, so you're like, well, not- whatever, we'll- exactly. will yeah. We'll deal with this later. <laughs> exactly.
3: We'll deal with the emotions later.
0: <laughs> and and we did. Yeah. Um, so and we were talking about this a few days ago. I don't even remember if I started kissing her like if her, and her me and her husband started kissing. I don't really remember what transpired in that few minutes where she was where his wife was going down on Brock. I don't really remember what was going on with him and I, the next thing I remember was he picked me mm-hmm. up and my, he yanked my pants off and he had picked me up and my legs were kind of wrapped around his waist and, and said, do you mind if I take your wife to the, the next room? And Brock looked at him and said, have that? Or?
3: And wow. there, there, there was a pause prior to that because I, I I probably should have thought about it a little longer, um, but I, it was fairly shortly after that. Yeah. That's, that's well, good. I
0: mean, with the tequila and the fact that he's yeah. getting a blowjob was probably a little distracting <clears throat> for him. Yeah. So him and I went in the other bedroom and proceeded to have some fun, uh, have a lot of fun, <laughs> and well, like it wasn't anything I was anticipating. Like being with another guy wasn't in my realm of thinking. Uh, so I was shocked, but I was like, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. This is, this is what my life was meant to be from a very young age. Um, I want to say 12 or 13, maybe, um, I saw the way my parents were with their friends and I've never actually asked my mom if, if they hooked up with their friends when they were in college, but I suspect they did. They had a very, I grew up in a very sexually open, very liberal home. And my parents were very open with their friends and we always had, you know, crowds of couples over at our house and everybody was always really touchy feely. And, and so from the time I was very young, I, I always felt like there's, it's, it's not just marriage and a white dress. There's so much more. Like, I, I feel like I'm really, I really felt like I was missing out on, if you look at my life as a, like a pie diagram, there was a large wedge missing and I, I just wasn't feeling fulfilled and I didn't know how, I didn't know why, but, um, I started thinking about this the other day and thinking of how I was raised and, and from a very young age, I never thought anything was weird about having more than one lover, like being married and then having multiple lovers. Just, it was, it's just such a normal it's like an everyday everyday thing to me. And I find it very difficult to even comprehend that that other people don't look at it that way. It's just such a normal, comfortable way to be. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. But um, it, it sounds like, though, your husband viewed it differently, at least used to. He yes. grew,
0: yeah, he grew up differently than I did, for sure.
2: I, growing up, I don't know, it just, you
3: had, I had a, i the similar growing up there was always a lot of people around and to this day i don't know if that was happening there either and i now, I, now i look back and kind of question a couple things because there was some of that around uh i think just like you questioned. it's not funny how you look you
0: look back on things now and you're like wow that." but <laughs> it just
3: wasn't my uh, vision of a marriage at the time right uh, um <clears throat> we i i she was married before and 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 I never had a, a, an ideal about a marriage other than the fact that it was two people and they would spend, they were faithful to each other. And I would, I have never cheated on a girlfriend or anything like that growing up and it, it maybe cheat's the wrong word, but um, it just wasn't my vision. It wasn't right. my ideal of a, of a marriage. Um, I was a lot more open to it when she brought it up um, because it was one-sided, it was Two girls and a guy, which is a little selfish, but that was okay, I guess. But that side of it, with another guy for her, uh, created a lot of conflict once it happened. I mean, yeah. the next morning for me was not a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, it was curious what was the what was the fallout. I mean, it sounds like there was a mostly a full swap. So, some some version of that and definitely think like,
0: pretty much a full swap. Yeah.
3: He, because I ended up with the bedroom with the wife as well. Uh and not really enjoying it. Um kind of doing it because they were. Right. Um, and then the next morning, uh she was pretty
0: I was ecstatic. I was over the moon, I was fulfilled, I was like, These are my people, I found my my hole is my like that void has been filled like that. It's what I thought it was gonna should have been. Even though being with another guy was never in my really on my radar, but just always having people around different and some different people, people in some sort of sexual capacity.
3: She was oblivious the next morning. Hundred percent had no clue.
0: A hundred percent.
3: We like as she said earlier, we lived an hour away from where we were at. Driving home about half an hour, and I had a I had a meltdown. It's the only way to describe it. And I just animated the fact that this was somewhat traumatic for me. Uh, But
0: to go back quickly, um, before all of that happened, we were kind of in the morning. Everybody was getting their stuff cleaned up and collected in the hotel room. And everybody, I thought, was giddy about what what had transpired the night before. And I was like, you know this is the best thing. I can't believe we did this. This is like the best thing ever. Meanwhile, he's kind of popping. He's in the bedroom, getting his stuff together and he would pop out every once in a while. And it wasn't, unfortunately I wasn't paying too close of attention to him. Cause I thought he was just kind of getting his stuff cleaned up. And then, um, yeah, it wasn't until we were driving home. Uh, I was driving and I was like, Holy shit. Can you believe that? That was like the best night I've ever had. And I was like, like gushing about it and i looked over at him and he had tears streaming down his face and immediately i knew i had messed up
3: i wasn't it was it was just obviously not the best way to to introduce me no definitely into not into this uh,
0: so but originally i thought harmless what guy doesn't want to be with two girls this will be a fun night for me i'll you know i'll get what i am wanting he'll get a little something too and yeah i was just i was horrified at i think the biggest thing i was horrified at was that i didn't clue in him and i are so close and i didn't clue in that morning to the fact that things were not okay with him, I was so wrapped up in myself and and all about me and what a great time I had, and I I didn't even spend two minutes with him that morning. Like we didn't yeah, converse that's true. I about didn't even it. Think about that. We didn't. Yeah. You didn't. Um, yeah so it, definitely not the path I would recommend to, for other couples thinking about venturing into this when maybe one of them isn't ready or they're they they do not know how to talk about it with their partner um i would suggest definitely figure out a way to talk about it don't just drag them into it and i think that's without...
3: why us listening to a lot of podcasts has really benefited us and i think it could benefit anybody who's even thinking about mm-hmm. uh going this path uh because there's so many good stories and, and proper ways not proper ways it ways that work for individuals
0: well going into it as
1: a team rather yeah. than a maybe, yeah maybe, you know, like yeah
3: because
1: yeah. this i think you mentioned the timeline but this was like four years ago that this happened right correct right. Yeah. yeah so it's been a process <laughs> since then
3: and so yeah and we've, uh i mean it got to the point where uh i became extremely jealous uh because the relationship with that couple continued and it continued even further with the male for her a little further than I wanted it to. And I, I, I kind of pulled back, uh, it made things a little difficult for everybody when we would meet as a, as a group, because I was really apprehensive mm-hmm. um, to the point where I just, you know, I, 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 I'm not happy with this, but I was willing and I did, we went to therapy together, went to a, a sex positive therapist Um, to deal with the jealousy mainly because the jealousy was probably the biggest thing that would just come in like in quick and I would just have major meltdowns. Uh, but the therapy was fantastic. I mean, it, uh, we probably went to a half a dozen sessions and the the person who was talking to us, uh, made a huge difference for me as far as the, the jealousy aspect of it. It changed my ideas about what it actually is as opposed to what it feels like.
2: Right.
1: That's amazing that you found someone that you could talk to like that so quickly. I know that's not always easy to find a sex positive therapist right away. So I'm yeah. just thankful to hear that you found that. Yeah. It
0: was amazing. Not only that, but I think she got us in like within just a few days, yeah. it was of contacting her. She's like, gave us like three or four dates. at worked, And I think three or four days later we were in her office talking and yeah, she was amazing.
2: So leading up to that though, I mean, it- Having a meltdown on the way home, and then it sounds like you were uh, Brock willing to go back and, and keep exploring this. I guess can you can you guys walk through how how you navigated the next couple of days after the well, surprise casino? I... Well, because
1: there must have been a trust broken, right, when
2: you found out that it was a surprise.
1: Definitely.
3: Yeah, well, that that's that's the difference. I didn't find that out for about a year and a half. She never let me know that it was a surprise. Um, And and that's down the road. But just, uh, I think what you're asking, uh, my, uh, how do I put it? My apprehension about the whole thing uh, was undershadowed by my desire to make her happy. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure she was fulfilled. I could tell how much uh, that she enjoyed the time. Um, But, It was still difficult for me, but I I looked at it kind of outside of that and said, you know, this is really just sex. So the thing was the jealousy aspect that I had to to get under control. So that's where the therapist kind of helped that part of it. The rest of it was a little easier after that. So I wasn't still 100 percent on board, but getting past that jealousy aspect was probably the biggest hurdle I had to overcome.
0: And maybe if I had chosen a different couple or maybe if I had let him in from the very beginning, (laughs) things would have been different. But um, the couple that I chose, uh, they were quite experienced in the lifestyle and they knew we were brand new. And I think to some degree, well, I know to some degree, they took took advantage and did a lot of molding of us and, and saying, oh, this is what people, you know, they would give us examples of things they wanted to do. Um, like we would get together for dinner or whatever and the other gentleman would expect that I would sit with him and that Brock would sit with his wife and kind of like start this swapping thing if you will from like the time we started our evening until the end of the evening Brock wasn't comfortable with that and he would say things like well that's how everybody in the lifestyle does it normally you swap for the entire night and so a little naive I was like oh okay well that makes sense and so it was. It started with little things like that. I mean, we were together. I say together with them. Um, somewhat of an exclusive relationship. Again, that was one of their demands that they had: is that we cut off ties to everybody else, which there was nobody else because we were branded lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They wanted to to kill our account that we had online, so we weren't meeting people. Well. And this was like maybe a month into meeting them. They expected us to be exclusive. And um, there were some, well, some and, red, and that's... red flags that went up. But I was so, I still felt like this is my comfort zone. This is where I need to be. And it, for whatever reason, I think I just got caught up in, I don't know what I got caught up in, got caught up in all of it, I guess. And I never really thought. Gee, there might be other possibilities out there that might be a bit healthier for us, or or what right. have you. And well, that,
3: that that exclusivity was where I kind of started to get the, my my dander up with the fact that you know we are brand new, they're not, and they want this thing exclusive. And it was it was like, well, why the whole not the whole point? I mean, it's what you choose it to be. But it is about exploring and and having different experiences with other people. And that exclusivity was, it was very curious. I had many conversations with her about it. She wasn't crazy about it. She was willing to accept it. I wasn't, though, Um, to the point where he even asked me to not go on like an STC type site for fear that I would bring another guy into the relationship where she would hook up with because he wanted her for himself.
0: Yeah. He thought he was, he was scared that Rod would meet a couple and then and then we'd have and
3: another then, experience. Yeah. And I just, you know what, how you guys want, you want us to be exclusive, but it just didn't make any sense to me. And,
0: and we then. actually, the same therapist that, that, Brock and I saw together, we went to with this couple, um, a couple of different times to try and just sort out, you know, what was kind of quote-unquote normal lifestyle stuff and what wasn't. We were new, so we were taking what they were saying as, okay, well, this must be the gold standard, I guess. Mm-hmm.
3: And I we had podcasts back then.
2: I know. That's our bad. Yeah, sorry,
0: we didn't start this sooner. <laughs> just getting on it, like, five years sooner.
2: <laughs> so I, I guess I'm, st- I, yeah, I mean, a couple of things. One is I think that's a very common Right, that when people get into this, it's it's you meet your first people and you think, well, this is it. This is the only thing that will ever come our way. And and this is something that we experienced. right? Like when we were very new, every person that reached out to us, we're like, well, we have to go meet them because that's the last time we'll ever meet anybody.
1: Even if we didn't really feel like they were somebody we would get along with.
2: Yeah, and that translates beyond that to like, oh, well, we're already out to dinner. We might as well go back to their place, because what if there's never another time? And it, exactly.
0: It, and, and why, yeah, I've had that same thinking, and why wouldn't there be another time? Right, right.
1: right. It's so short-sighted, but, but in, the, in the moment, you get so wrapped up.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, in your head, you're thinking, this is it. This has got to be, this is it.
2: Mm-hmm. And so, so Brock, you had you had sort of reconciled, like, okay, the the night at the casino was, was very difficult, obviously, but you had reconciled it to the point in the short term of, Well, if it's just a physical thing, I'm totally, we can do that. I see how it's making her happy where you're on board until it starts to become this exclusive thing. Right.
3: Right. Well, there was, it was exclusive to the point where the relationship between Jamie and him became more than just exclusive. Um, And it became a little pervasive. Um, It was a lot pervasive. Yeah, it was very pervasive where he, show up at her work um which we're privately we, we, in this instance we're private about that kind of stuff it's not really, something we, yeah,
0: really yeah we don't want to
3: get things. out so at that point is when it became a big challenge for me um she was a little apprehensive to she understood but she was still moving forward with it um and that would, would probably another chapter it became that that's when there was a little bit more of a battle between us as well um our bond is still was still very very strong
0: i think it was at that point that's when we really noticed our bond was getting that much stronger. yeah
3: i just think she just she didn't believe it to be true but i saw from the outside what was going on with with how much uh he was distancing himself from his 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 own wife uh and i didn't care for that because she was a very sweet person uh, and I, I don't want to get too bashy about it, but it was just not a healthy environment at that point.
2: Right. And so I guess without dwelling on it too much, I mean, obviously, I would assume at this point you've severed ties and have created a, a much better dynamic. How, how were you able to get out of that? And then how were you two able to pick up the pieces of that's not healthy? How do we make this healthy and, and do it the right way?
0: Moved across the country. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess pick
1: up everything and move.
0: That's exactly it. It was. um, I mean, I had always wanted to to move, anyways, to where we're living now. But it was just it was a good time to get the hell out.
3: It was. It was pretty toxic towards the end. So, in her saying we wanted to move, it wasn't our entire motivation, but it was a a great byproduct of the fact that we did want to move. Um, because it was really, really toxic toward the
2: end. Was it, was it starting to tear the two of you apart, or was it it sounds like it was almost creating a stronger bond for the two it of you. Yeah,
3: no, a it made it stronger. stronger. Yeah, definitely made it stronger. Uh, it, uh, it galvanized us, I guess is probably the best way to put it, uh, through that, because at that point, she saw it too. Mm-hmm. So I had I fi- not finally, I shouldn't say it that way, but I, she kind of realized what I'd been feeling for a long, long time. So it just galvanized us even more. It made the decision much easier. we've been talking about it and for other reasons about making a move uh but it just made it easier to do it,
2: yeah, well, I think, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, it's, it's the story
1: I just'm i like on the edge of my seat whole yeah, time,
2: right. <laughs> so she said unconventional, and it was yeah. yeah, and so you so you came you came through it, you moved, and I guess, how did you then start to build it up? And it, and it sounds like somewhere along the lines, too, she unveiled that she had she had set this whole thing up. Yeah. Right. And, that it, and I imagine that probably knocked you back a couple of paces. Uh,
3: you know what? Oddly enough, it didn't. Um, I had suspected there was too many cues right at the beginning, too, because even that night I mentioned, I said, this seems like too coincidental. Something's not a not a not skew here. There's something wrong here. And that was prior to the tequila and the vodka and whatever.
0: I think 10 minutes into being in the room, he was like, this feels like a setup. He actually said it out loud, and I kind of looked at the other guy and kind of like tried not to giggle, you know, as I'm taking a drink.
3: Yeah. So I kind of laughed that off at that point. Uh, it was about a year and a half when so. there was a blow-up of some sort between the four of us, and she let it out that she had the two of them had set this thing up my reaction was i knew it and she said you're not mad i said you know what i'm not i trust you you made a mistake back then let's move on so it wasn't earth shattering because in the back of my mind i had the idea that that had happened yeah Uh, but it was in the past at that point we had gone through so much to that point her admitting it was great uh, but it wasn't something that I was going to dwell too much on. And we haven't really, I mean, we've talked about it once in a while, but I think she knew at that point I needed to, I needed to make sure she was, um, okay after she had said it because I didn't want to beat her up about it. Cause I didn't think that was going to be productive at that point. I'd learned enough about how we've been communicating and stuff that it, it wasn't going to make a whole lot of sense to give her a bunch of grief about it because mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be productive. The past yeah.
0: wasn't the past at that point. Right. This just shows you the kind of stand-up amazing man that I married to. That that after I lied to him and kept it from him, he his first thought was to make sure I was okay with it.
2: Right. Well, so how how do you reconcile all of this, and now uh, move to a place where three years later, or two and a half years, so, somewhere in there, that yeah, you're you're still doing this and one would assume you're doing it in a much healthier fashion, that this isn't your yep. standard operating procedure.
1: Yeah. How did that transition happen?
3: It's, it's all through communication. Um, I think in the past, because she didn't feel comfortable enough to tell me what she was doing back then as far as setting that thing up or even, I mean, she asked for the, 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 the try to find this girl. It's just communication. Our communication is, it's just, special i think i think it's
0: it's it's, on another level yeah like i can't even just describe it to anybody it's just through the the last three years everything that we've been through it's just solidified our bond that much more and our community like we could we talk about everything i mean we always did but it just it seems like we talk about things in so much more color now and so much more depth
3: well but you know we would Talk about sex, but it was a matter of am I going to have it tonight or not have it tonight. It's it's opened up the the boundaries that are around sex as well about likes or dislikes, what we can do together, what we don't do together. If you want to find that with somebody else, those sorts of conversations were not in the in the conversation at that point in time. Now they are. Um, it's just better understanding of how her and what she wants. I think she understands me better as well. Definitely. So that's kind of how it transitions and I mean to the point that now we're doing a three hundred and sixty five days of sex, whether it be actual physical sex or talking about sex or watching sex. And we started that January one, this is our resolution and we it's the third of February, fourth of February and we've fulfilled it every day since.
2: And then some. And then some <laughs> Does this count? Are we yeah. currently having sex?
3: This does count because it's late here and we probably, well, who knows, we might, but...
1: We might. <laughs> the, the swing's up, so we might just... <laughs> that's, that's a fun challenge, though. I think it that... Is,
0: and and um, we pick a podcast together to listen to, like, different episodes to listen to, and then when Discuss I, them. And then when I get home from work, like, he's getting dinner ready, and and then we discuss them about what we liked, what we didn't like... Um, oh, it sounded like he really got his feelings hurt. gosh, remember when that happened to us and so there's just there's so much
3: there's yeah, so much to draw from yeah. in those sorts of things too
2: so how and i'm not not trying to downplay your three hundred and sixty five days of sex because I'm jealous but <laughs> we try we we tried this like. Four days ago, I said, we're going to have yeah. sex every day the we rest were, we of the year. We were both on board, but... Um, Circumstances pr- precluded certain, us. Yeah,
1: certain the... travel situations sure. made it difficult.
2: <laughs> but we're batting like 50% now.
1: We're working at it. So,
2: hey. Hey,
1: it's better than zero.
2: <laughs> yeah. And if, it, if talking about sex counts, then we're on board.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: So, so, I guess so. my, my question That first conversation of, like, you you move across the country, you hit the reset button, you're like, I I imagine Brock, you're probably like, okay, that shit's behind us. How does it come back up again, and how do you start, like, how do you get back into it after something like that? Like, what is that? I guess we should let
3: you know that she got down in June. I didn't get here till October.
0: So, meanwhile, there she is.
3: Six or seven months of not really being together. I travel once in a while back and forth. So um, the anticipation for Six when I got here was pretty big. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that we weren't going to give up on, on that lifestyle. Um, plus, unknowingly, uh, this area is swinger heavy
0: it's the capital of swingers in the united states yeah
3: it's swinger heavy so it's an easy place to transition and there's a it's a much we've been to a uh there's a a couple clubs here that host club nights they're not specific swinger clubs uh and we've been a few times and it's such a different life yeah
0: it's so great it's so
3: comfortable and no pressure and we where we came from we've been to a couple of clubs there that are club specific and it's just a Way different vibe. It so, was very
0: clicky and
3: and very expected.
0: Yeah, like we're was, here.
3: There's no expectations. Yeah. Uh, just a different vibe. So by chance, we kind of dropped ourselves in an area that is
2: very positive with respect to
3: that.
0: Yeah. I did not know that <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. made the
1: move. <laughs> so,
2: so you were you at this point? Both of you were like, okay, this isn't a healthy dynamic, but. As a whole, this is something we want to keep exploring.
3: I wouldn't say we don't think it's healthy.
2: Well, I mean, uh, the, di- here, here. the dynamic with the other Oh, couple. yeah,
3: yeah. No, no, definitely. Yeah, no, yeah. With the other couple, um, I guess that'd be a better question for me. Um, I love my wife. Uh, I didn't hate the experience. I hated, well, sorry, I didn't hate the concept. I hated that experience.
2: Right. And that's so, that's exactly what I meant. Like the way it was happening wasn't the right way, but you knew that the overall mindset the mindset and, and the the concept was something you wanted to keep pursuing. Definitely, definitely. Okay. I still
3: wrestle with it a little bit. It's but but it's because of I think the 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 scar tissue from the previous experience that gives me a little apprehension. Yeah. But then when I meet people here the attitude is so different that it kind of just pushes that away anyway. So, right. So, so far, like I said, the, the times that we've been out and had some fun, it's just been a totally different attitude, not this rule guided specific, because I think they were truly guiding our experience mm-hmm. to their tailoring their, our experience for them most, as opposed to us most knowing definitely. what we wanted, uh, or work, are comfortable with. So that's kind of how I think we transition. I really just wanted to have a better experience. And I thought that was so toxic that there had to be a better experience. Yeah. Because if this way was for everybody, why the hell were they doing
1: it? Yeah. Why, yeah would, why would anybody? Right.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. And so, so two questions. First is where are you today? Like, what does it look like today? And two, during that transition period, did you open up into, like, a a separate part of the country scenario where it was okay for each of you to explore on your own?
0: It's, it's, for me, it's always been okay. If he finds a girl that's hot, go for it. Life is short.
3: In fact, uh, I did something like that when I was... When we were apart. When we were apart, uh, I did have an experience... I had fun with it. I had a lot of guilt after the fact. I called her the next morning, said this happened. She was thrilled. <laughs> uh, um, we had some, some FaceTimes. He, too, called, he, called, he
0: called me on the phone and I'm like, Hey, we got a FaceTime. I need to see you <laughs> while you're telling me this story. Cause so, I'm so excited. Yeah.
3: So that's the first time I've ever done something outside of the relationship. She has a, a few times and uh, they've caused me a little bit of grief uh, other than the fact that when I've, I've met both, well I've met two of the guys, knew the guy well one, the one guy's the one we were talking about in the past, hated when she hooked up with him outside of myself or outside of the group, uh, two other guys she, she hooked up with I knew them both, I met them um, wasn't that bad for me, uh, still wasn't crazy about it, still have a little bit of a problem with her seeking on her own um, the experience that I had on my own helped. Uh, But I think I'll get there uh, where it'll be comfortable. I think I have to find somebody that I click with like she has. Mm -hmm. I think that'll help.
2: But having that experience on your own, I think it makes sense, right? Because you do it and you realize I did it and I still wanted to come back to her. So I know when she does it, she's not doing it because she's looking, she's not, she's not window shopping. She's she's no, I, I, that part
3: I know. I think there's still a little latent jealousy in there that sure. I still have to work out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the start was a bit rocky. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think you're justified. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he came through with flying colors, if you ask me. I can't believe he's still uh, riding the horse, but
2: yeah.
0: props yes. to you, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so what does <laughs> the dynamic look like today? I was going to
0: ask. Today... Um, Like we said, we've been to a few of these meet and greets um, at the different clubs here in our town, and the people at the club have made it so much easier. They're like, oh, you guys are new in town, right? And they literally grab us and take us around and introduce us to people. So much more relaxed, and, you know, we've made some friends in the lifestyle now, which is kind of nice. And
3: I think the dynamic, if you want to quantify it in the sense that in the past, on the on the sites, SDC, in, where we were at AFF, Cassidy, she'd handle all that, um, even if I knew it or not. Now I'm the one that's kind of probing and looking and communicating with people. So there's a lot more comfortability for me with that. So it's definitely changed, and I mean, it's for me, it's I'm I'm way ahead of where I thought I'd ever be.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that help, like, being the one who's the driver and the, like, by being the person who's navigating the websites, make it feel like you have a little more control, a little more... It's, it's not about control. It's more about um,
3: understanding how the process works and how people feel and react and communicate with you and figuring out what the dynamic is with those people and thus. So, control is... Because I'll immediately talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. It's that... It's sure. sometimes. It's Lacks on responding to emails and stuff like that, but it's more about how to navigate and what these people are like, getting it firsthand as opposed to her telling
2: me about it. Yeah. 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 No, I think that makes perfect. No, I can relate
1: to that too because sometimes when Finn handles um, some of the online stuff, when I go in and actually do it myself instead, it's it's a different mindset, and you yeah. you're actually in there communicating with people, and you can see. The, and do the actual communication rather than hearing it from your partner. Right. And then you don't know what
3: she said to them. So there can be some miscommunication too. So, you know, if there's a fluid amount of communication with one person, I think it's much better. Or, yeah. or if you're doing it together. Yeah. Right.
0: And I enjoy, like, it wasn't a planned thing. He didn't come to me and say, okay, from now on I'm handling this. But
3: I grabbed the reins, which is yeah, rare. Yeah, he
0: grabbed them. I'm at work. I come home from work, and he's like, oh, check out who emailed us. And, you know, what? Should, this is what they said. Do you want to meet him? Should we go for a drink? And it's nice seeing that he's excited about it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted for him. That's what I wanted for yeah, us. Yeah, and in
3: the past, I think I used to feign excitement um, just to Yay. make her think that I was interested. It's not that way anymore. So there's true excitement from my point, uh, which I think tells me that we're heading the right direction.
2: What was was the turning point for that? Because I I think a lot of people can relate to that, and I, I, I would say that we have struggled with that at points, too, where it's sort of lopsided in the, like, it's not that Emma didn't ever want to go, it was I was usually the one getting on and looking, and she was like, yeah, 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 no, I want to go, and she was excited to be there, but to take the reins and do it—it's a—it's a different thing. So, what was the what was the, the turning point for you?
3: I can tell you the turning point was when uh, I came back from where I was at, and uh, I'd been—I was only going to be here for five or six days.
0: He wasn't in prison, by the way.
3: <laughs> no, where, where I, we, I was selling a business where we lived and stuff like that, and I just had to fly back and forth. And I came back one time, and she was still kind of hanging on to that prior relationship a little bit, right. so there was a, a t-shirt that this person had left with her. It had his scent or whatever on it. And I'd seen it. I pulled it out. I laid it on top of a tote because we were still in packing down here. And we, we were out on, on the Lanai here and uh, I was having a cigar and a drink and she came out and she literally lit it on fire. Um, and to me, that was where I feel she really let go of that prior relationship. And it, it kind of lifted the weight off of my shoulders that that was gone in the past and we could move forward together, together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that was, that was probably the turning point for me. Cause I'd always in the back of my mind thought there was still going to be that continual connection with the two of them. Cause it was pretty deep for the two of them for a long, long time, um, which was part of the issue. But that, that cut the cord as far as I was concerned. And uh, it, and we did talk about it and uh yeah that was probably the turning point for me
1: yeah was fascinating yeah i think helpful for people to
3: listen to too yeah it was it was symbolic but it was it just meant a ton to me
1: yeah well right yeah yeah that she's willing like that's her showing you that she's ready to move on
0: that was just it was honestly it wasn't anything to do with him i was I, he was out having a cigar and I was in our bedroom kind of just unpacking one last tote and I found this shirt in a Ziploc bag and I pulled it out and smelled it and something just clicked in me and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. I need to get, I need to, throwing throwing it away wasn't going to be enough for me. I needed to, I needed it to be gone. So I walked out and lit it on fire and he kind of looked over his shoulder and he's like, oh my God, what are you doing? What are, <laughs> what are you doing? And I said, it's done. It's this is finished finally. Like I'm free. Yeah. I think, um, a lot of people, unless you've, you've been in the grasp of a narcissist, um, it's really hard to understand what it does to your self-esteem and the the whole way of thinking and how you get sucked in and caught up in it. And it just felt really good to, to know we made this decision together and I finally felt free. Mm -hmm. like a weight had been lifted and let it go exactly which is ironic because i mean ultimately i did this to myself but um yeah once it was in i couldn't i couldn't even see a way to get out it was yeah you
1: didn't know that that one night at the casino was going to lead to everything that it did
0: no it was it was truly supposed to be one night with her and i and and possibly a little bit with him and we were going to walk away strangers like that's what him and I had discussed like it's a one-time thing we're going to walk away from this and um yeah it wasn't anything what it, it had sort of spiraled into
3: it became was, an obsession for him
0: yeah it wasn't anything that I was planning on yeah.
2: so what is what do you feel or what do you see moving forward what is the the future look like in terms of the the non-monogamy thing do you do you think you'll stay more on the sexual swinger side or do you, do you see, you know, loving polyamorous relationships? How does it, how does it shape up for you two in the future?
0: I think, um, I think we'll probably have two different answers or, but maybe similar. I'm not sure. So first. Um, for me, I'm not interested in a, a poly relationship where, you know, we're all living together I'm interested in friends, true friends, (laughs) this time around, friends with benefits. Um, And if that, you know, if that turns into something poly, then I'm okay with it, if he's okay with it. Uh, For right now, though, I'm I'm really just enjoying being able to be myself and and being free from the situation and, and whatnot. So right now, like, the swinging lifestyle is not going anywhere for us.
3: Um, what do you mean it's not going anywhere for us? I mean, it's not we're going not, away.
0: <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not going away. Um, it's not going anywhere.
2: <laughs> well, so let me
0: tell you about the weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not going away anytime soon. I really f- finally feel like I'm I'm me after 46 years. I finally feel like this is who I am. This is who I was meant to be. I've I've made it. Like I've made it which I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but it's... Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Emma's almost 46, but... Oh,
0: <laughs> Wow.
1: She is a, a bit older than you, I hear. Yeah. She's a bit of a cooler by is six months, but something <laughs> you have to 46. Wow. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with yeah, 46, say, but
2: why <laughs> are you Why are you age-shaming people? I'm not, but
1: you just added 15 years to my age. like
2: <laughs> 14. 14. <laughs> anyway, no, we we can There's relate. One of
0: those. He's good with the math. Too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I think we we definitely can relate, even though maybe the numbers are different. I think we've we're we're still figuring oh, yeah. ourselves out, and I think all of us all are, you know.
1: Well, that's, yeah, that's been a big year. I mean, if anyone has listened to other episodes you might know that we uh, Finn and I took this year off to travel and it has been a huge life-changing experience from a lot of different reasons but and honestly starting this podcast has been life-changing as well so like and finally yeah figuring out who who we are and who we want to go and where we want to go and where we want to go in life it's just it's it's freeing right to, to kind of open your up yourself up to many different possibilities. Yeah. I agree.
2: So, so Brock, it sounds like she, yeah. she thinks there's two different answers. So you're, I
3: think she's, she, I think she's probably, she's not, I don't think she's correct in that aspect. I think that um, the way I see moving forward is for the most part, we're looking to make a lot of friends. I mean, we're in a new area and I think this is, Definitely a good way to, to make friends and having like-minded conversations. She always said that as far as she wants to be able to talk about this type of stuff with people. And when we, our previous existence was we'd have drinks with people, but taboo was not talking about sex. You wouldn't talk with, talk with people about it. This is a great avenue uh, to Completely. meet people that are on the same same wavelength. As far as I'm concerned, we can continue down the same path we are going right now, just having a lot of fun. Uh, Polyamory doesn't really entice me, um, but you don't know what's going to happen down the road. I mean, you could meet that person that maybe it it happens. I don't know that. So to close that door, I I wouldn't want to do that. In my headspace right now, I love what we're doing. I don't want to change it, um, but again, the possibilities are endless, and that's part of the journey. I think. Yeah. I don't think it's far from what she's saying. Um, I just—it's taken me a long time to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like he said, just just meeting like-minded people and not having to censor yourself—I would get a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, I would get so frustrated. <clears throat> I would have these girlfriends that I would be so close to, yet when I would want to talk about some aspect of sex or sexuality, they would immediately like shut me down. Yeah. And button up. And I I never understood it because I mean, we grew up talking about sex over the dinner table at night. So I, so then having these friends that like, aren't even open to, to talking about anything was, I found it so frustrating. And like, I just, I really love my friends, but I knew that there was some, there was, there were, there were a different kind of friend out there that I had to find.
3: And I, I didn't think that for myself either, but I look back on all the really good friendships that I've had, and as guys, I don't think we talk about sex amongst each other enough. Uh, I think we all we talk about is the score, and then move the on from then, then move that. on from that. I mean, yeah, I, I got some last night, or I did that last night, and that's about it. I don't think we delve any deeper than the the, the, the notches on the the bedpost. Mm-hmm. So I think it's nice to be able to talk to guys about whatever when it comes to sexuality or or sex or whatever and i think that's to me uh i didn't think it was possible and this has
2: opened that up as well yeah no i think i think we can relate in a lot of ways oh yeah when we we've moved to new locations a few times ourselves and every time we're like well we'll just meet people on swinger websites because they'll be the most open-minded and then it's like why can't people just be friends? <laughs> no. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, we, that's very true. We, we agree with the strategy. Yeah. It can be difficult, but we agree with the strategy, and we're not giving up yet. No.
3: Yeah, well, I think you've always got to put yourself out there. Um, that's which the I, part.
2: Th- yeah, us. I didn't
3: think was what you had to do, but with taking, not control, but having more influence on the, the websites and stuff like that, it seems like it's just a constant, throw your name out there say hi to this you know if there's any interest uh, it's I guess sifting through through all of it
2: yeah Yeah. or start a podcast and interview (laughs) people and then then they come to you and you just there you go
1: I say it has, it has been fun meeting people. I mean, oh, we love meeting everybody we talk yeah. to. So we,
2: we,
0: it's a secret. He doesn't know, but we're starting one next weekend yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: at, a, at a casino. Just randomly, <laughs> there's a microphone in the corner, and I'm uh, not
1: allowed to go to casinos yeah. anymore that have hotels <laughs> attached. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's amazing
1: yeah i want to chime in too i just want to correct myself i was not age shaming at all no one cares no but i just want to say i'm actually really excited to be in my 40s and even older just because it's just every year you get old or you every year that goes by you learn more about yourself you learn more about life and like every Every birthday I have, I try to remind myself of that. Like, oh, it's just a number. Like you. I
2: was gonna say, based on your 30-year-old meltdown, I don't know. It was point. not a
1: meltdown. Wow.
2: <laughs> you know what?
1: You're she had a me. meltdown. Okay, I was like, you're just throwing me <laughs> under the bus tonight. <laughs>
0: I had the 30-year-old meltdown, and then I had a meltdown when you turned... When
3: I turned 45, she had a meltdown that she was married to a 45-year-old. I couldn't
0: believe I was marrying somebody who was... And I was, I was bawling my eyes out. I can't believe I'm married to a 45-year-old
3: man. And, and nothing when I turned 50.
2: No. She got it all out of her system. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> no, I think... I, I think... Yeah, I think it's all...
1: you could be a little nicer to me, though. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Good thing I can be the one editing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, we've covered some pretty amazing ground, and I think hearing your story has been fantastic and probably useful. I mean, maybe people didn't do exactly the same strategy, but having... Or the... maybe they shouldn't do exactly the same strategy. No, <laughs> but, they
0: definitely shouldn't.
2: But the... But the imbe- they should also
0: know
3: the resources out there if they want to find them to get through it or there yeah. if, they, if they truly want to find them.
2: Right. Well, I think, and we can get to those, but I think the the imbalance is something that is, is prevalent in most, I mean, it's very rare that there, someone's like, I think we should start swinging. The other one's like, me too. And then everyone just dances off into the sunset. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think that's pretty rare occasion.
2: So, yeah, I think if you want to share some of the resources that you've had, I know we talked about a, a bit, a few of them but yeah what what else do you think and uh that would be useful for people
3: well she um she, she started uh, initially prior to, to going to therapy she uh, she uh, introduced me to a book by tara
0: tristan Terramino
3: tristan opening, opening up so i did read that
0: um and, and then we had another book that tristan wrote and i honestly can't remember the name of it
3: so there was some some literature that was that was helpful um but it, it, it worked. It helped a bit get through. But it, what it helped more than anything is uh, getting me to accept the fact that maybe talking to a therapist was probably the best thing. Because I think in, in that book, there was some mention of that. And then I talked to her and I said, you know, I'd be willing to go to therapy to talk. It was mainly about the jealousy. It wasn't about the lifestyle, um, in which it created the jealousy, but it's more about the jealousy because it was, it was all consuming. Uh, it it, it kind of debilitated me for a while. Where yeah. I was not functional at work, um,
0: it was it was pretty bad. He lost a ton of weight. No, I lost
3: like I lost fifteen pounds in about a six month period. Um, so yeah, it made a huge difference once we started that. And we didn't go a long time. We went probably six or seven sessions, uh, but it was hugely beneficial.
2: And I guess I'm curious. Do you think if you had gotten started in a more healthy style do you think it would have changed the jealousy or do you think the jealousy would have been there regardless i think that would all
3: depend on
2: the approach
3: whether it was knowing what was going on um it's hard to say i may have resisted for quite some time um well
0: well, you did resist because i brought it up several times over several years and I always got the, yeah, you know, this isn't the right time. He's not, he's kind of poo-pooing it or, oh, I, I don't know. And
3: I don't want to advocate the, the method. Um,
0: definitely not.
3: Because the result's good. That I think that's a great way to propose it. Right. Uh,
0: and I think we were just, because of our relationship, we were just very lucky that yeah. it turned out in such a positive way. Yeah, I
3: think our relationship was so strong. There's a very, very good foundation. Um, I think that's, what got us through it Um, because I don't I think it would have hurt a lot of marriages otherwise
2: right yeah I guess maybe that was the other part do you think you would have gotten to this point again not advocating for the strategy but if she hadn't sort of thrown you both over the cliff together do you think (laughs) you would be here today
3: you're you're trying to make me say yes to that and I'm not quite sure I want to
2: I'm not I'm 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 just I want to know where you'd be
3: I mean, it's a crystal ball that I don't have.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: Uh, so I, I think we would have ended up in the same way. Uh, but I, again, I can't say that anybody else would. Yeah. She did it this way, another way. Um, it's, I think it's just a perseverance of the two of us that, that got us through it. And I'm not saying anybody doesn't have that. It's just I know our relationship, and uh, I wasn't willing to give up on it. So I was willing to make any effort to get us through it. And we had the conversation. You know, I always have an out if I choose to use it, yeah. uh, as far as being in and out of the lifestyle. And that was early on. We've never really had that discussion recently, uh, but there was that conversation. Uh, I never, ever felt the need to, or never was on the tip of my tongue to use it just because all the things that we had done as far yeah. as to get us through it. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's not an answer to your question.
2: But no, I think it's, it's fine. Answer, it's perfect.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think you can really yeah, do that. Either, it's an unfair so, question. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> any any other resources that
1: or you, other things that you wanted to mention yeah, before there, we wrap
2: up? Yeah. Anything you want to say to the people? I I would
3: say that the resource that we're on right now is probably one of the most influential oh, in the last six months to building a better communication, a better understanding what other people go through, like we're doing right now. I think those types of things are huge uh, for people that are interested um, or went through what I did at the beginning. Uh, this has been the last three months, of us, four months of us listening to podcasts has really turned my head around uh, in a positive way. Uh, because there's so many different stores and different avenues people are expressing themselves and learning to get into this sort of situation. I think it's that's one of the best resources, as far which, as I'm concerned.
2: Which was, uh, which was and, and I don't think you actually podcasts. mentioned. Okay, podcasts. just podcasts in general.
0: Podcasts in yeah. general. I mean, really. There's it's good and bad right? out there.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: this is one of the best as far as education. Um, there's lots of them out there. And just hearing other people's experiences, good or bad. Um, I think it takes the uh, the mystification of it out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Because uh, a lot of there's so many uh, people that you think it's for this type of person, or the old Seinfeld thing. Well, now I gotta buy shag carpeting, and I gotta be this guy, and I don't want to be this guy. It's just it takes the mystique out. Of it. Yeah. It,
0: it, uh, it normalizes it. It diffuses some of the anxiety that that might go along with it for some people. Just hearing other people's stories and And that's why I wanted to do the podcast, because ours is an unconventional way to go about it. But we've learned so much from other people's experiences. Um, I looked at him and I just said, you know, I think it's time for us to give back and
3: and maybe. I, I would think that if you look at my timeline and for me to be talking to you guys about this, that's that's an indication of how important and helpful they were in me mm-hmm. getting to the point of talking about it like this. And yeah. I know it's one on one, it will be more visible at some point, but I think that's a that's a huge advocation of, of what they've done for me.
1: Yeah, just being able to relive it all and talk through this all. I mean you exactly. two have been incredibly yeah. raw and emotional with us and
2: yeah,
3: it was a tough time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well we appreciate we appreciate that. And we appreciate too that like, your point to there are. I mean, right now it's almost every month. There's another lifestyle podcast coming out, and I think it's easy for people to look at that and say, "Oh, there's there's too many of them." But I don't I, agree. With- I I think you know the our view on that is the more stories that people are getting out there, the the better it is for the community. And some yeah. people do it this way, some people do it that way. There's not really
1: well, and everyone will find what they like yep. to listen to right. and the non-monogamous community is already small and so anybody that's willing to put their voice out there can be to be heard is just a bonus
2: yeah i think it's admirable yeah well and we want to say again thank you to both of you for coming on and for sharing and and maybe we can get a a one or two year update and see where see where we're at because i think yeah most definitely yes We're excited to see where it goes.
1: Yes, I know. I'm really thankful to meet you two, and it's just been incredible evening chatting.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been nice meeting you guys.
2: Well, we, at that, I guess, can Mm -hmm. let you go have a wonderful evening, and we will do the same, and we will be in touch.
0: Sounds Sounds good. Sounds great.
2: All right, have a great night. Thanks again. Thank you. Whew. Regain our composure. Yeah, <laughs> see if we can have a better outro than intro. <laughs> it's less pressure because nobody's listening at this
1: point. We've heard from multiple people that say they listen to that. There's end.
2: seven people
1: listening right now. Maybe ten. Eleven. Anyway.
2: Thank you to Brock Hard <laughs> and, and Jamie. Jamie.
1: You know, the episode title just says Jamie and Brock, not kind of. Brock Hard.
2: But you have to be a listener to know that it's Brock Hard. Okay. Anyway.
1: You want, to that go a lot. To the, you want
2: to go to the casino no no
1: actually I don't know that was a rough story
2: <laughs> yeah but how cool was it that it came around yes oh for sure so awesome okay while you're while you're clicking around our website looking at pictures of Brockhardt and Jamie
1: normalizing there's
2: some links if you want to save 10% off your custom fit condoms which people who've used them on their website left a review that said this is better than not wearing a condom at all they said it feels better than that I don't know I can't I can't say for sure because I haven't haven't got mine on yet we will
1: try them this summer
2: but use the offer code Emma to save 10% we don't get any we don't get any income from these guys but we love the idea of custom fit condoms yes Okay,
1: next week. Next
2: week, Sex Uninterrupted. Yes,
1: a podcast out of Canada.
2: Canada. Mm -hmm. So, looking forward to that. And looking forward to seeing everybody in a week. Okay, bye everyone.